November 8th, 2021. This morning's class is Le'ilui Nishmat Rachel Haya Batzalcha by Jesse Sutton. This morning's class and the classes throughout the week. We're on Dafyod Beta Mudalef in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, two lines from the bottom, three words onto the line. So it says the Gemara Tanur Rabbanan, it's a Biraita, and it's going to elaborate upon what we began discussing in past class or classes, and that is Ma'aser Yerek or Ma'aser Tevu'ah. In other words, we discussed how there are different tithes that are to be taken from your produce. The one from the Torah, as we mentioned, is Ma'asar Diganecha Tiroshecha Vizharecha. It's specific, but we expanded that, and that's what the Gemara told us in our last segment, that there's a mitzvah Ma'aser Midrabbanan. That's even on Yerakot, that's even on vegetables, Tosafot, and others debate and discuss as well. What about fruits? We assume fruits is as well. Only Midrabbanan, but how is it, what is it that will be the determining factors with regards to this Ma'asir? Says the Beraita, Liket, if you were to pick a Yerek, a vegetable, Erev Rosh Hashanah, on the eve of Rosh Hashanah, so it's the 29th of Elul, and you pick, a, 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 what's it called, a tomato off of the bush in the backyard, or the growth in the backyard, you bought, you picked it prior to Shkiata uh, Hamam, before sunset, which means to say, quote unquote, last year's produce. This is an easy understanding. Hazar veliket, and then you went back to the same tomato, what do we call it, tree or bush? Whichever one it is. Uh, yeah. Which one? Growth. And you picked another tomato after sunset. Now each of those tomatoes belongs to a separate count, is what we understand already, right? The cutoff for Ma'aser Yerek is going to be Rosh Hashanah, Aleph Betishrei. And as a result, the first tomato is for last year's count, and the next tomato begins this coming year's count. You might ask a very basic question, who's picking tomatoes on Rosh Hashanah? Tosafot says that in Talmud Yerushalmi, Mukela Benoch. It's a Nanju who went out into your yard and, and picked that second one. Alternatively, Ritva and other Rishonim understand this Gemara. Not necessarily it was after nightfall, after sunset that night, but it means at any time after Rosh Hashanah. But the designation, the separating line, is the night of Rosh Hashanah. The fruit or the vegetable that's picked before Rosh Hashanah, it gets its status as last year's produce. The one afterwards? It'll get a little bit more complicated. No, let's say no. Let's say it was without your knowledge, and it's going to be the most, you know, we, we can construct the circumstance. The easier way to do it is just when the Gemara says, after sunset, it means uh, two days later. Anyway, now, what is the novelty of this Beraita that we didn't know from earlier? What's, what it's telling us is, the determining factor with regards to vegetables is when it's picked, right? In other words, as opposed to ripening. That's right. In other words, I'm trying to determine, you told me the cutoff is Aleph B'Tishrei. What's the cutoff in Aleph B'Tishrei? Well, how I determine this vegetable. But if the vegetable is fully ripe, it's a, there are two, two tomatoes lying next to one another, hanging from this growth in my backyard. They're identical in nature. You're telling me that I picked one beforehand, it got status for previous year, and the one after. That's right. The halakha is with Yerakot, says the, says the Beraita. It goes based on Lekita, continues the Beraita, and concludes this thought. En tormin. You can't use one vegetable 
to count uh, as part of your ma'asir for either the previous year, if it's from the coming year, or from the previous year for this, uh, for, for, for the coming year, lafi she'en torminu ma'asirin lo min hadash al hayashan velo min hayashan al hadash. One is for your past tax year, and this is for your coming tax year. They're separate statements, separate determinations. You can't mix one with the other. What's the cutoff? Alaf betishre. What's the determination with regards to yerakot lekita the picking? Im hayita continues the beraita. And the Gemara elaborates further to tell us a separate halachot which are important and relevant. What if, and, and the way we're going to determine these years are based on Shemitah years. So for example, this year is year seven, right? Next year will be year one, following year is year two. When we talk about year two and three, we're talking about in the count of every seven years as we have on our Jewish calendar. Well, the way it works with ma'asrot, there are several types of uh, ma'asrot, several types of tithes, tents that you had to give. Well, let's very briefly talk about them. There was ma'aser rishon. Ma'aser rishon was given to the levi. The first of your tithing would be ma'aser rishon given to the levi. Above and beyond that, on year one, year two, year four, and year five, you took what was known as Ma'asir Sheni. There was a tenth after the initial tenth. And that tenth was not given to the Levi. You took that and enjoyed it in Yerushalayim, as we've discussed on many occasions. Year three and year six, what are you doing with after your initial? You're able to enjoy that. After the initial tenth, which is given to the, the Levi, Ma'asir Rishon, you have to take a tenth and give it to poor people. That's the halakha. Year three and six is what's known as Ma'asir Ani. Year one, two, four, five is what's known as Ma'asir Sheni. They don't uh, combine with one another. There's no year in which you have to give three ma'asrot. It's two taxes each year. In addition to all of that, of course, is something called teruma. If you're Kohen and you're getting nervous that I'm only talking about uh, Levim, there's teruma. Teruma is what was given to Kohanim. How much did you need to give? Is it a tenth? It doesn't have the name ma'asir. The answer is no. We got to give as much as we wanted to give you. Ideally, we gave you a 40th, or that was the standard amount, but these are rabbinic measurements. If you were a little bit more stingy, you gave a 50th of the growth. If you're very giving, you gave, if it's called ayin tova, you gave a 30th of your growth. But that's teruma. Technically speaking, I could give one, one uh, kernel of uh, wheat, and I have a, a field of, uh, I don't know, millions of acres, and I'm Yosei de Hova and teruma. But that's the, those are the halachot that are relevant for us right now. Now, it's year two, my produce, uh, going into year three, my produce. You understand, it's not only with regards to how I'm going to count it, it's also where am I going to send it. In other words, after the initial ma'aser ishon, where am I sending my next ma'aser? If it was year two, it's going to myself. It's going for ma'aser shini. If it's year three, it's going to SBH. It's going to ma'aser ani. Says the beraita uh, onward, it says, im hayetashiniya if it's the 29th of Elul, of the second year of the Shemitah, going into the third, Shiniyah, the tomato that you picked before sunset that night, Ma'aser Ishonu Ma'aser Sheni, right? That's what we discussed. The first tenth goes Ma'aser Ishon to the Levi. The second tenth is Ma'aser Sheni. I save it, I bring it up to Jerusalem, enjoy it together with my family. Shilishit, um, what about the tomato which was picked after sunset by the non-Jew, or two days later by me? Ma'aser Ishon U Ma'aser Ani. Period. I mean, that's that's quite straightforward, right? Year three and year six. We said the second ma'aser is ma'aser ani. Says the Gemara. Go ahead. No hidush other than formalizing, making clear, 
give, giving you the details. It happens to be a very foundational Gemara because of the next words. Because the Gemara picking up on this Beraita says, wait a second, why do we always assume that? It's true, I introduced it this way. And Jesse, you were already murmuring it, you know, you were aware. One, two, four, five is Ma'asir Shani, three and six is Ma'asir Ani. Who said so? Where does it say that in the Torah? So that's what, you know, more than anything, those words, they don't sound so novel because we're already so familiar with them. It's a foundational Gemara. It's a Beraita, which is revealing that to us, which is always working through the consciousness of the Hachamim. But the Gemara picks up on it and says, wait a second, we haven't really discussed this. Do you follow? In other words, the novelty will, be, will come in the context of sourcing as opposed to concept, which we're already familiar with. Says the Gemara, who said, more specifically, the way Rashi explains this question, who said that on year three and year six, you don't have ma'asir sheni as well? Uh, the assumption is that the ma'asir ani, we have the derasha perhaps for that. Who said that you don't give three tithes on year three and year six? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you how you know this. Amar Yoshua ben Nevi, the pasuk says, Ki le'aser et kol ma'asar ha-shelishit, shenat ha-ma'asir, period. This is a pasuk, if I'm not mistaken, the beginning of Parashat Kitabo. The pasuk at the beginning of Parashat Kitabo describes, yes, immediately after this description, what was known as Vidui Ma'asrot. You see, on year four, the way it used to work was when you were finished with three years of production, of productivity out in your field, we turn to you, the Torah turns to you and says, well, what have you done with your tents? What have you done with your, with your dues? So you say, well, I have a lot stored back in the, in the house, uh, in my warehouse, and I'm gonna give it in the appropriate time. And you have a, you know, a list of statements on your counter and you know, your email box is filled with all those statements and you just haven't given it. Says the Torah, the fourth year at the beginning, there's where we deal with this. Now it's time to empty your house empty your, your, your bank account with all your dues. Now take care of it. That's called, uh, as you do so, you have vidui ma'asrot, you have a specific declaration. Alright, so here it is, year four, you're finally paying up all that you've committed to, you've separated it, you had it in separate segments, you had it in your safe deposit box and so forth. Now, what are you going to do? You're going to have a specific mention. But before telling you that specific mention, says the Torah, and it makes sense, you're right almost smack in the middle of the seven year process, right? Year four is right in the middle, so I'm going to get you in the middle of the seven years. Ki like vaychulu, right? When you finish, when you finish giving those tents, okay? You took care of yourself. You did it right. Bashana hashelishit, shenata maaser. Following the third year, the year of maaser. What do you mean the year of maaser? It's the year of maasrot, perhaps. If I'm dealing with excuse me, dealing with year three, I've been saying year four, if you're dealing with year three, well, perhaps, as I've been telling you, you have ma'asir ani, maybe in addition to ma'asir ani, I have ma'asir sheni. In other words, what we're referring to is not ma'asir ishon in this pasuk, that goes without stating. But in addition, there's always another ma'asir. Maybe my third year is unique in the respect that there are two ma'asrot. There are two extra ma'asrot, right? There's the ma'asir sheni and the ma'asir ani. But the pasuk describes it as the year of, in singular, ma'asir. Why is it the year of ma'asir? Shouldn't it be known as the year of ma'asrot? The derasha goes like this. Shana she'en ba'ela ma'asir ehad. It's the year in which, on top of ma'asir ishon, there's only one ma'asir. Seriously? But I had ma'asir sheni the last two years. 
So you tell me this year I have to give to poor people as well? No. I'm telling you it's a single ma'asir year. What do you mean it's a single ma'asir year? All I want is that you give one ma'asir instead of to ma'asir sheni on top of your ma'asir rishon. I want you to be giving it to poor people. Ha'ketzad. How so? Ma'asir rishon or ma'asir eni. Or ma'asir sheni yibbatil. The suggestion is, the way it works on year three is, you have ma'asir rishon. Ma'asir ani and ma'asir sheni is annulled for a year. You're off the hook for a year. O ino ela af ma'asir ishon namayibatel. Wait a second, the pasuk. You're pulling the wool over our eyes. You did tell us it says ma'asir. So you made it clever. I've been telling you until now. In addition to the ma'asir ishon, what are you talking about, Harari? The pasuk says ma'asir. Stop with the homerot. The pasuk says ma'asir. Single ma'asir. So you want us to give extra? You have some sort of partnership with the levim? Why are you saying that? Says the Gemara. Maybe it's only single ma'asir and the Pesukim go on to describe the Ma'asir Ani. So there's no questioning that on year three, as the Pesukim described, you're giving it to the poor people. Who said you're giving even Ma'asir? Yishon Talmud Lomar, Ve'elah Levim Tedaber. The Pasuk describes the Levi'im taking their Ma'asir, and it says, you've gotten this as part of your Nahala. Of course, the Levi'im don't have a regular inheritance in the land of Israel. They don't have specific places where they get to live. They have segments, they get their little uh, uh, enclaves in different cities and different uh, different Halakim uh, of the different Shivatim. Levi'im don't have their own nahala, they don't have their own portion, their own state, their own estate. Well, as a result, says the Pasuk, you get, instead of that, you get ma'asir rishon. Well, wait a second. Do I ever, does my status in nahala ever change? Does the division of the land of Israel ever change? The same way Nahala, the inheritance in the land of Israel, is an eternal inheritance. So again, summarizing what the Gemara did over here, it goes as follows. The Gemara is looking to establish to make clear to us how I know that on year three, for example, I'm only bringing, and it means every three years, really, right? I'm going to repeat that a second time. I'm only bringing Ma'aser Ishon together with Ma'aser Ani. The fundamental question was, how do I know that Ma'aser Sheni doesn't apply throughout all six years? And year three, and then mirroring it in year six, you'll bring as well Ma'aser Ani. So the Gemara cited a pasuk. On the third year, it's the year of Ma'aser. Second, it's not just the year of one ma'asir, it's the year of many ma'asrot, is it? No, it's one ma'asir. Oh, one ma'asir. So then the pasuk goes right afterwards to tell me that I give to the poor people. Ma'asir ani. Period. Chalas. That's the Gemara. That's a very nice derasha to knock out ma'asir sheni. Why are you keeping ma'asir ishon? Why are the levim still gaining? Says the Gemara. I have another pasuk. The other pasuk mentions in the context of inheritance the levim receiving their portion. The same way inheritance is a permanent seat for life, so too is the inheritance, so too is the receiving of the ma'asir ishon. You have inheritance in this land. You have the place where you're going to live. We can't really annul that. So too, every single year, without uh, an exception, you're going to receive ma'asir ishon. Where in the pasuk though, it actually only says the levi that gave the Doesn't make any mention of the ani. And in that pasuk, at the end of the pasuk, it specifically states to give the ma'asir to the levi. No, what, what, one second. What? <laughs> Why are we even using Hekesh? You say, Yatomina Manani. Good. Obviously, you're giving to the Levi. On what year? No, well, this pasuk. 
Who told you that? So this is Bimidbar Perikyot Hayat. No, no, the body. Which? I'm you, looking it out. When I tell the Levi, why do you need hakesh? The pasuk says the Levi is going to receive. Not only going to have one hakesh, we're going to have several hakesh here. No, oh, okay, no, because this is a reference to year three. This is year three. You have everything that you gained. Yes, got me nervous here for the last three years. Remember, you have it in your back storehouses. So you have in back storehouses, Ma'asir Rishon from year one. You have in back storehouses, Ma'asir Rishon from year two. So pas- year three. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, we want you giving it the appropriate time, but you have to make certain by year three, you got rid of it. And then you have Vidui and you say, I got rid of all of it. So that's the reference. That's the reference in the Pasuk. All right, says the Gemara, Tanya Iddach, or says the Gemara, we have a Beraita, which will present similar similar sourcing to what we just mentioned earlier from Emoraim. It should really say, as the Gilion says, Tanyana Mehache, which means to say we have a Beraita, which supports this notion, which supports which notion? What we just stated, that there's a Derasha with regards to giving to the Levi, even on year three, even on year six. You may have perhaps believed that on year three and year six, you're exempt from giving to the Levi. All you do is ma'asir ani. In other words, that's the direction, Jesse. In other words, maybe I only give to the, because after all, the pasuk says ma'asir, shinata ma'asir. Says the beraita, I have two dirashot. One of them being like Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi a moment ago. One of them, the first one being different. That's the pasuk. And we remember the pasuk concluded for our purposes with the words Year three is the year of Maaser. It only has one Maaser. The assumption is Maaser Ani. How's it so? Maaser Ishon or Maaser Ani? Maaser Sheni? What do you have? You have Maaser Ishon. You have Maaser Ani. Those are your tithes. But you don't give Maaser Sheni. Right? Same question we saw earlier. Maybe perhaps on year three I should do away with giving to Levim entirely. After all, the Pasuk says it in the singular. Tamud Lomar, Ubaha Levi. The Derasha is Ubaha Levi. Kol Zeman Sheba Tenlo. The Pasuk says, and the Levi will come. And as a result, the Derasha is it's based on his arrival. Once he can arrive to, uh, to, uh, to receive. At any and every time. In other words, the Pasuk says, when do you give to Levi? When he knocks on your door. Oh, that means to say he can knock on your door on any time or during this seven-year process, even on year three, even on year six. So again, the derashai is, why does the Pasuk not just tell me, give to the Levi? It says rather, ubaha Levi, to tell you the Levi comes and you give. That includes year three and year six. has a different derasha. The derasha we saw earlier from Yoshua ben Levi. The Pasuk says that you receive your portion with regards to the Maaser, to their tzedakah, to you in regards to, as a result of your Nahala, the fact that you don't actually get a place to settle in the land. That's the Derasha we saw earlier to equate Nahala, inheritance, the plots in the land, which is permanent to Ma'asir Rishon, which is permanent with regards to year, year year three and year six. So in short, go ahead. I would certainly hope that we would bring it. But the derashah is the Levi will arrive and you'll give it to him. 
Why does the Pasuk describe it like that? Adrabat, I'm making your, you're making the point. Rabbi says, after all, it's not really depend on the Levi, Hazit. I mean, they don't have to, they have to schnar around, they have to be the collectors, they have to show up in the synagogue, we make them wait in the back, I mean, that's, that's the Levi. So the Pasuk, it's not telling you he has to do so. So then why is it telling you he could do so? And the fact that it's telling you he could do so means the obligation is inherent, is relevant at all times, at any time that he, so to speak, could show up. Okay, well, that's what we've seen thus far with regards to Ma'aser Yerik. Uh, We've seen seen that Ma'aser Yerik is dependent upon is dependent upon Likita. Uh, we will re- uh, come back to Ma'asir of Tevu'ah, we'll come back to the other type of Ma'asrot with regards to growth in the field. But before we do so, we want to just finish that Beraita, because the Beraita, if you recall, told us it added on to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah told us that Aleph Betishrei is a specific Rosh Shmitin and Yovlot, and the Beraita added several, several on. It told us Ma'asrot and Yerakot, and it told us Nidarim. Well, what's Nidarim? Nidarim, very briefly, as we've mentioned on more than one occasion, a ma'aneder, as opposed to a shivua, works as follows. I state that a person or that an object is asur to me. That's what a neder is. A shivua is I will or I won't do something. When we colloquially say without a neder, it's a wrong statement. We're really talking about a shivua. When it comes to mitzvot, it appears as if the Torah uses the word neder even bekum ba'asa. But generally speaking, masech nedarim is talking about prohibiting from any hana, any benefit, an object. I'm not getting any benefit from these things. That's a neder. I'm not getting any benefit from you. That's a neder. So when we talk about nedarim, we're talking about when we turn to a person or say, about an object that it's asur bahana'a. So it says the Gemara over Tanura Banana Beraita Hamudar Hana'a Mehavero. Okay, now we know what those words mean. I made a neder, or it was made by you, neder of some sort, that I can't get any benefit from you. Okay, for what extension of time? Lishana. For a year. No benefit from me for a year. And you should know the Mishnayot and Masech Nidarim go into great detail to describe, well, what's considered Hana'am? Am I allowed to walk through your field? Am I allowed to borrow your pot? And so forth. Most things are pro- prohibited. If you said for a year, you count 12 months from the day. That's, that's a year. Year is, Lashon B'nai Adam. I say Lishana. I'm going 12 months from the day. What if instead of saying for a year, I say for this year? What was the additional zo? What was this year? Even if I'm on the 29th of Elul, that single day, the 29th of Elul, you got into Aleph Betishrei, that's a strange statement. I mean, really? Is that really your intention? And you should know, with regards to other halachot in the Torah, sometimes we make derashot. What you meant to say was this. What the Torah meant to say was that. When it comes to nedarim, the principle, the principle with which you guide everything is kelashon uh, adam. Everything is dependent upon how do people talk. What did he mean? The assumption over here in the Gemara is that you're standing on the 29th of Elul. You said lishanazo, that's what you meant. What a strange way to say it. You know, it's an exclamatory statement. So you're in the middle of a fight with this person and you want to be clear to what extent you're so angry at them. I'm not going to get any benefit. But in the back of your mind, you're aware this is not a rational statement. I can't. I'll see you every single day. How am I going to actually have a New Year's this tomorrow? It's Rosh Hashanah tomorrow. So I'll say Lishanah as well. I made my statement. I made it clear how strong I'm feeling in this moment, how much I want to be distanced from you, but I'll use those words. I'm just giving you a practical reason why you would use the words in such a fashion. Unfortunately, we do it all the time. 
it's in the news right now. We, we, the, the sports players use their words in funny ways to manipulate the circumstance until they get caught. But I would, over here, the situation is such that I want to be clear. I'm being strong about this. I don't want it for more than a day, or maybe I'm standing on Aleph Be'elul, I want it for a month, but I'm going to say L'Shana That's the halacha. Says the Gemara, is that contingent upon the debate we saw just two pages ago? The debate, the mention we saw in Daf Bet as well? We saw two opinions. Uh, what was it? Rabbi Azar and Bimeir. Whether Yom Echad B'Shana, Hashub B'Shana, or not. Remember, the last time we saw it was the source. It's in the context of the animals that the Torah specifies. Does it need to be 30 days into year three, for example, or even a single day? into year three to consider it three, three years old, right? You had two years and then a single day, is it already three years old? Or do you need 30 days? That was a debate. Says the Gemara, both opinions agree over here. Both opinions agree over here. If anything, over there, you talk about Lashon HaTorah. Over here, it's Lashon B'nai Adam. This is the way people speak. Even according to the opinion that generally speaking, you need more than a day to consider it a year. You need something significant. You need 30 days over here. Everybody, even he agrees that a single day on the 29th of Elul, you said L'Shana you meant for a, a single day. Why? Says the Gemara, ultimately speaking, your intention was sa'ar. Your intention was pain and sorrow. I'm saying to you, I want to be pained by my distance from you, so to speak. I want a separation. Ultimately speaking, even a single day. Did that happen? Of course that happened. Maybe it wasn't as painful as a full year. Maybe 30 days would have been more painful. But ultimately speaking, when I said Lashana and I painted for you a situation where I really might have said it in such a way, that's what I meant to say. No, yeah, it can't be. A guy doesn't say Lashana. No, he does. No, come on, but his words prove that. No, his words were... I want to be separated from you. I want sa'ar. There is sa'ar. Says the Gemara, ve'emani san. All right, I got everything, but who said Nidarim is from Tishrei? After all, throughout our Gemara, we're searching for sourcing. For each of these Rashi Shana, we want to know what's the source. What's the source for each of these? And all of a sudden, you gave me Nidarim. Now, Nidarim is an easy answer over here, because Nidarim, as I mentioned to you, is fully and completely contingent upon the mind and speech of people. When I speak to you and I say to you, what's Rosh Hashanah? I think without a beat, you say to me, as a result, says the Gemara. Now, this one's easy. When the person says Lishana Zo and he's intending for Rosh Hashanah, he's not talking about Rosh Hashanah of Nisan. Everybody calls Rosh Hashanah. Tishrei says, Gemara ve'ema Nisan, benedarim lashon adam. When it comes to nedarim, when it comes to prohibitions with our mouth, with our speech, we're always going based on our way of speaking and the normal way of speaking, I would say beyond 99%, I'd say 100% a person. If you ask him, what's the Jewish New Year? Unless they're like one of these scholarly uh, old school guys, they say Aleph Petishen, or maybe they say Rabbi Ezer Biosho. You say what's it? It's Rosh Hashanah. Aleph Petishen. Okay, that's that. Says the Gemara onward, just a bit more for our purposes today. Says the Gemara. Okay, so we addressed before this Nedarim segment Maaser of Yerik, and I made certain to remind you in that context to pay attention. What is the determination that this is from that year or from this year? It is Lekita when it was picked. All right, is it like that with everything? Says the Gemara, not so fast. Tenan Hatam, the Mishnah elsewhere uh, states for us. What's elsewhere? Well, you see the little letter next to the word Tenan? That little letter next to it in mine, it's a Dal, it leads you to the top left-hand corner in mine, maybe in yours, the top right-hand corner. And it says over there, Ma'asrot, 
Pe'alef Mem Gimal, that stands for Perek Alef Mishnah Gimal, which means to say what we're about to cite is a Mishnah from Masechet Ma'asrot, the first chapter, the third one. Um, why is that significant? Why do I call your attention to it? You should remember that for Zira'im, for the matters of growth in the field, we have no Talmud Bavli. Aside from Masechet Berachot, we have no Talmud Bavli. Generally speaking, most of, it's going to come as a surprise, most of the Halachot with regards to these sorts of matters come from the next three pages in our Masechet. It's the Mishnayot, and then any debate you have, the major debate you have is over here. I mean, there's a little bit of Masech Moed Katan at the beginning with regards to the Shemitah, but this is going to be, and if you're not an agriculturalist, you will have to hang in there. We're now going to have debates and, and discussions and elaborations upon these sorts of matters over the course of these next three Dapim until we get into Daf Tetzayin, which will establish many of the fundamentals with regards to Ma'asrot, with regards to agricultural Zira'im matters. Tenan Hatam Hatiltan. Sultan, I don't know how they translate it. To best of my understanding, the way Rashim Fashim say is it's a type of spice. So it's a type of spice. It's not like a tomato. It's not a yedik. It's a type of spice. How do you determine this type of spice? Well, what's its finished state? What's its state at which I'll say it's from this year or from that year? Excuse me. It's from when it sprouts. All right. The initial sprouting is the uh, is is the state at which I will say this is its finished state uh, with regard. What does it mean, mishetitzmach? Uh, well, we'll we'll see in just a, I mean we'll have to define this in in a, in a bit. But right now it's just telling us semicha has when it comes to grain, and grain includes, explains Rashi, uh, grapes as well. Zetim are olives. Mishiyaviu shelish. It's one from when they grow a third. What does it mean to grow a third? Hard to determine as well. It's a mahluk and a debate. What's that? It might be based on hype, but you want to go really based on quality. Do you not? That's hard to go based on quality. So generally speaking, although there is a debate, you go based on size. Size based on what you assume the full size would be. Volume size in that respect, that's going to be a third. A third is, it's mature enough to consider it. Again, you haven't picked it off the tree. So what I'm dealing with over here is, I look at my olive tree, it's Erev Rosh Hashanah. I have not picked those olives off, but they've grown a third. A third of the size, volume, whatever it is, they are already considered for the previous, but I didn't pick them until after Rosh Hashanah. It doesn't matter. The only time we're talking about picking thus far is with regards to Yerakot. Previous year. Correct. Correct. It's the uh, perspective gains. Tevu'ah. Uh, What you, you gave? Oh, on the third. Oh, yes. Now, you didn't pick it yet. You take it It keeps growing. It keeps growing, but it's owed for the previous year. It's old for the previous year. That's it. That's, okay. Says the Gemara, my Mishit Tismach, you said just a moment ago, and I you know, stumbled over it purposefully, right? Hatiltan, when you were dealing with that type of spice, it's from when it grows. I mean, that's hard to stand. What do you mean when it grows? I mean, at least you gave me a third. I can't tell you exactly what a third is. I told you we generally go based on volume, based on size. All right, it really needs to be the essence. Either we'll do our best with it. What's Mishit Tismach when it grows? When it brings forth zira'im, zira'im of course means seeds. In other words, it's when it now has come to the state wherein its growth now has seeds for future growths. 
That's the mature state with regards to establishing this matter. So, okay, that's what we've established. We now understand each of those determinations with regards to what year is this on. Just a little bit more, says the Gemara. Well, let me now understand uh, understand sourcing on some of this matter. Says the Gemara, uh, Bach tells us to skip those next few words until the words, I'll line down. What's my sourcing over here? Amar Amar Matuba Listen to the Pasuk for our derasha with regards to the determination of the time period. Now, let me explain to you for a moment. Rashi spells this out for us explicitly in the Minaha Nemile. Rashi explains that our sourcing that we're searching for is only for Tevuah and Zetim. Tevuah, again, including uh, both grain and, and grapes and olives. We're not looking for sourcing on the Tiltan, on the uh, spice. We're not looking, what is it called? Fenugreek, okay, whatever that is. I mean, you work in the kitchen, you might know. And, uh, and we're not looking for, I don't know, grains, I don't know. And we're not looking for our sourcing in, on Yerakot. Why not? Don't we need sourcing on that as well? Explains Rashi. Those will explain a logic, but those, if you recall, are only Midrabanan. When I'm looking for a source, I'm looking for the Hayuv Min HaTorah. The only Hayuv Min HaTorah is Ma'asar Deganecha Tiroshecha Visarecha. And as a result, the Gemara now is searching for a source for the Tevuah, which includes many of those matters, and the and, and additionally the zetim, which is a separate, you know, it's a type of fruit, but it's as part of it. Why is zetim a part of this? Because yisharecha, yisharecha, and the basad, the ganecha tiroshecha, tiroshecha means your your wine. Yisharecha means your oil, and as a result, zetim are explicit in the Torah as well. What's the pasuk that teaches me that their determination is from a third? Pasuk says miketz sheva shanim bamoed. Okay, that's the pasuk. This pasuk is in a completely different context. Nothing to do with the growth in the field. Nothing even to do with Shemitah. The pasuk says the following. When you finish, my words, before we read the actual words of the pasuk, when you finish the seven-year process, you're going to be gathered in Sukkot on the following year, at the beginning of the eighth year. On that, at that time, at that juncture, that you should have the king stand up in front of you and read to you segments from the Torah, it's the mitzvah known as hakel. Well, that being the case, let's go back to the pasuk and say, what does this have to do with agricultural growth of a third growth, something like that? Miket sheva shanim. At the end of seven years. Bamoed. Shenata shemita behaga sukkot. Wait a second. You told me after seven years. Miket sheva shanim. You told me on sukkot. And you called it shenata shemita. It's not the seventh year. It's the eighth year or the first year. Says the Gemara, Shenata Shemita, Maya Abidete. We're not talking about the seventh year. Maya Behaka Sukkot, Sheminiti. We're in this eighth year already. Ela Lomar Lecha, rather, perhaps this is a reference in the Pasuk that sometimes you'll be standing on year one, or call it year eight, and it still has the reality as if it's year seven. Ela Lomar Lecha, Kotibua Shevia Shelish, Bashevirit, Lifnero Shoshanat, Anohegba Minhag Shevirit, Basheminit. It's coming to teach you that if it grew the size of a third, if it came a third to its maturity, the status of that fruit, although I'm only picking it afterwards, although two thirds of it is growing 
afterwards, it still has the status of year seven. So I'm standing on year eight, I'm looking at my field and I'm saying, I'm so excited to enjoy all of those fruits and vegetables and so not so fast. When did that mature? Well, a third was from last year, a third is from last year, you are still in the midst of Shemitah. What does that have to do with Ma'aser? The assumption of the Gemara is that Ma'aser growth, determining the, the, the fruition of these, of these items, of Ma'aser, will be identical to Shemitah. When the Torah tells you that this finished its growth, it's going to have the same laws with regards to Shemitah as it will with regards to Ma'aser. We have plenty more to debate. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen. Amen.